This episode of the CRU Show is brought to you by H95 Face Masks. Now, I know what you're thinking. H is not as far down the alphabet as the letter N, so these masks might not be as effective. And that's true. That's exactly what it means. But the H here stands for something else. The H stands for hand. If you find yourself out in public and you don't have a mask, you can always take your hand and cover your mouth because no one wants to hear the crap that you say anyway. Know that H95 is always there for the other person. Literally, on the end of your arm is a hand. So you don't have to be considered a selfish idiot. You have two of them even, so cover up. It's for the rest of us. H95 face masks brought to you by the letter H. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Claws and Raws Unplugged show, where we are going to try some new things this week and have a little fun as always. Speaking of as always, with me is my co-host, the brains of the operation. This guy always has the time for me when I ask him, and I have to say before I introduce him, thank you, my friend. Thank you for your help this past week. I am sorry for your loss. Happy birthday, and thank you. Uh, you truly are an amazing person. My co-host, Mikan Razi, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, amigo? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what I exactly am in this operation. Uh, thanks for saying I'm the brains, though. Uh, but for everyone listening, uh, Mr. Claus is the one really making all this happen for you guys. He is hes insanely brilliant. This is me going off script here. Um, you know, I, uh, I'm wearing a yeah, out of the darkness t-shirt. I actually got it when I was, um, when I went with Miss Ochoa to like this, uh, this walk in Camarillo, which was about like preventing suicide, suicide prevention. And I realized that like, you know, there's a lot of things that we have to overcome as a society. There's a lot of problems that we have, but I like the idea of out of the darkness kind of that we can get out of it. So I have hope that you know, we'll discuss certain things in today's episode, but I have hope that we can get out of the darkness as I have, you know, also gone through a loss and I've also had my birthday right around the same time of the loss and you know, a lot of stuff happens. And um, it's important to remember that you can always get out. That darkness does not, you know, last forever. Point well made, my friend. Dig in the shirt. The symbolism is intense. I appreciate it as always. Um, and so let's get right into it. We got a jam-packed schedule here for this episode. Um, we're going to start with the elephant in the room, uh, and it's probably one of the heaviest I think we've ever discussed on the show. Um, so what is happening in Minnesota? Um, a column posted in the Washington Post recently discussed the situation as such, and I quote, we feel a temporary upset over violence in minority communities without recognizing the privilege that our upset is temporary. And so here we are with more incidents that can clearly be defined as racially driven. And I ask this question, if our leadership promotes said behavior, aren't Americans here just being American now? We are being led to believe that truth doesn't matter, that we can say and do what we want because we are free to do so. Our borders are closed. We are following and hearing someone show us all day and almost every day how to bully, how to exploit, how to blame, to redirect, how not to organize, nor prepare, yet still implement, that reading is not that important and attention spans need to be engaged for any points to be made. And finally, we're seeing that the old way of living is the way we must preserve. Now that last part is deep. It's perhaps the root of our issue. We will not as Americans understand the fact that all people are equal because that's not the ideals from the old ways. And this is heavy stuff, dude. I'm nervous even saying it to you um, because it's so real and deep-rooted. I'm 
uncertain that people can grasp this as the allegation is so heavy, yet it's so truthful. People who were once at the top of like this American food chain have made it so they remain up there. Such is that American way. If we change, if rules change, if we adapt to meet the changing world we live in, the balance of what was, what was will shift to accommodate this. Too much is at stake for someone to let this happen, meaning they're no longer at the top of that food chain that they existed to create, and hence a conservative perspective. As a nation, we need to be able to embrace change, starting with the need to see people for who they are and not what they look like or what gender they are. At once, and once this fundamental characteristic is shared equally, we can see real change that's good for everyone. Until then, though, this will continue to happen, I am sorry to say. And to just jump in here, um, you know, this, this is a really tough subject. So a little discretion before I go any further. Like I understand, you know, just the talking on this subject, we, we might rub people a certain way. But hey, that's why we're unplugged. That's why we're doing this, because these thoughts need to go out there. Um, police brutality is nothing new. Um, we've heard it all the time. Uh, we've we've heard the idea of certain people being looked at. I've I've taken a pop culture rhetoric class uh, at Moore Park, and uh, Professor Roland Petrella really you showed me and brought to light how even in certain films like uh, Aladdin, there's a lot of depictions of people who are Middle Eastern, for example, being portrayed a certain way. African Americans and Disney have been portrayed a certain way. And that why am I talking about that? Well, it translates. Because then this is what's being put on the media. Then you have our officers who would enforce some of them, some officers who enforce this idea that, hey, let's keep an eye on this guy or that guy just because of their ethnicity. Um, and for a long time, we didn't want that to be a reality. We didn't want to acknowledge that, but it's been happening. And joining the uh, Moore Park speech debate team, I heard about a really unfortunate story about a gentleman that I want to bring to light as well with all this, uh, Ferris Morat. Who was uh, who was killed while they went to Long Beach? Uh, he was he went to Moore Park. He was a part of this group. Um, I'm not sure exactly what happened. If he was, you know, he's, uh, someone reported that he was high, and an officer just came and saw him running and just shot him cold in cold blood. That was it, uh, to my understanding. And it was just like that. Um, something about someone reporting him and him just getting shot in cold blood. So that that affected me because that brought to light what's happening. Now looking back at our specific case, you know, looking at what's happening here, we got protests going on. People are upset and, and rightfully so in Minnesota. I don't know though the answer, you know, I would like to say, hey, we shouldn't be upset. We shouldn't burn down buildings. We shouldn't be looking and saying that every police officer is this way or that way, you know, and that's not for me to, to touch on. But uh, what I do want to touch on real quick is the fact that just today, finally, according to the Washington Post, Derek Chavin, the gentleman who had his knee, on uh, on George, finally now has been charged with a uh, with with his third degree count of murder and manslaughter because of George Floyd. Finally now, now my question is, would all this happen without those videos? Because there was a lot of people, including our including our president, who said that hey, we don't know the full story till another video cam showed that he that George never even arrested uh, you know resisted the arrest. And think about all the times we heard about all these people and minorities talk about how. Black Lives Matter, all these things happening. We all said, no, it's not a big deal. Things aren't like how they were. We literally need videos that show us, and people are still not wanting to believe it. So my question is, would all this happen if we didn't have video? And where's our leadership? Okay, You know that we, we always go hard on the president, but he is the president, right? We haven't heard him make a statement other than him saying we don't know the full story. Uh, and, and not too long ago, when you look at Arbery in Georgia, right, those two gentlemen who – who did that, who drove him because he was jogging and shot him in cold blood, those guys didn't get charged until three months. And again, until the video evidence came out, that people finally care. So I understand why people are rioting. Uh, however, I don't think it's right to burn down buildings, but I can understand the frustration because that video was very frustrating. So I think the narrative we all need to come back at the end of the day is the fact that, hey, you know, black lives do matter. This is not a crazy movement. There's truth to it. There are 
being oppressed. They're being hunted down. And I think we need to stop thinking that, hey, things aren't how they used to be. Everyone's equal now. And all this stuff about equality, why are you talking about that? Everything's fixed. A lot of people think that's how it is, but it's not. And I don't want there to be another, you know, George Floyd incident or another Arbery incident for us to finally acknowledge that we have a problem and we need to do something about it. I agree, man. I, I don't think you could have said that any better. You know, the, the, everything from the Ahmaud Arbery situation to, to where we are now. I, I think there's there, the, in order for our country to really be able to move forward and, and make real change towards addressing racism as a whole, we need to get rid of, the values we had and modify them based on current ones that we should all have and share today. So, um, you know, this was heavy stuff to start, but it is the elephant in the room. Nonetheless, um, that said, my friend, let's keep it going. And, um, this week's tea with Middleton is brought to you by truth detectives. Truth detectives are people out there that are making sure that the one thing we need in this world still exists. These are people who say things like, we should fact check that, or where did you find that information from? Or even, that doesn't seem logical at all. We should look into that before doing it. Truth detectives are those that take the time to understand spoken words spoken by others and don't just believe anything anyone says. And they're beginning to be everywhere, thankfully. The more stupidity we are fed, the more truth detectives seem to get involved, making it easy for more and more to doubt and research. Without them, we'd all be drinking Clorox. And a little truth detective is also a lot healthier than my last sponsor, which I believe was milk. <laughs> All right, Mr. Middleton. Hey, John. How are you doing, sir? Good. It's the first Friday of my vacation. (laughs) I I, I found out I worked six more days than I was supposed to, so uh, I either need to get unstuck from time and go back, or I'll just start my vacation now. You should. And uh, Mr. Middleton, let's let's get into some real knit and gritty stuff. We've we've spoken a lot about this climb, and I want to know: is the climb still happening? And it, yeah, is it happening? Oh, well, I and hope is it so. true? And is it true that Mr. Clausy is going to be the your trainer for the climb? Okay, yes, that is true. because I hear that he's driving the Xterra behind you, drinking coffee, listening to podcasts as he follows behind you in the morning. As you ride, kind of like Little Mac from the old Nintendo game, Punch Out, and his and his trainer crossing the Brooklyn Bridge in the game. Yeah. At least that's what I envision. Is, is this true? The, the, a lot of that is true, and 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 the truth detectors would agree with with most of what you just said, Mister um, Clausy. However, does not typically ride behind me. He usually rides in front of me and I moto pace or I draft behind his vehicle, um, thus cutting through the wind, going even faster than I normally would ride. What is this drafting? Um, I have to learn about what that is. Drafting. Is that I something I should know? You, is it, that when you is. guys put a little line? So then you're pulling Mr. Middleton. So he's not really, you know, because Mr. Middleton keeps putting these 80 miles, 60 miles in a day. I think what's happening is that you got a little rope. And it's just pulling Mr. Middleton, maybe. And you're no, just showing it's, off within... It's not rope. It's physics. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just blown away, Mr. Middleton. For people that are listening, like, you you really do... Obviously, like, you know, you, you're, you're a serious cyclist. You've, you've put time into it. But the fact, like, within four or five hours, you're doing, like, I don't know, 60, 40. I don't know the exact miles, but it's a lot of miles, right? Here, I'll I give you an same, example, you know. Nikon. I'll give you an example because this is an impressive one. This is an okay. impressive one, right? Okay, yeah, because I'm not thinking of good ones right now. But We had graduation on Wednesday, correct? You were there. Everybody was there. Yeah. We were in the Oxnard College parking lot from 2 to 2.30. We held our graduation ceremony. Luckily, everybody was able to kind of leave the lot by 3. John went home 
got on his bike and rode for how long, John? Two hours and... 44 miles, two hours and 20 minutes. That includes stoplights because I don't, I don't turn off my computer during all of that. And I believe you wrote on Instagram, it was post-graduation... Um, adrenaline. Adrenaline. Right? That's and what that's, it was. That's like, what it was. Yes, all right. So the, the lake lap is around Lake Casitas. So from my house uh, all the way up to Ojai, past Lake Casitas, up the 150, there's a nice long climb that I love, down the backside of the 150 into Carpinteria, and then back on the Rincon. That's kind of the, the that's like the... the um, the counterclockwise way, the clockwise way would be to go up the Rincon and then up um, the, from Carpinteria and then back down. So the the nice thing about that ride is I can I can go one of two directions. Um, on on Wednesday after work, I did that ride just as Mr. Clausey described it um, pretty quickly after graduation. I guess most people would go home and collapse on the couch, which which I definitely. Did yesterday, mm. but when you watch, you know, 45 kids achieve their dreams, it's, it's pretty empowering. Um, so I, I, I was definitely, um, definitely riding fast, um, faster than I normally ride on that ride. Um, because I, I, I was carrying the, you know, the, the memory of, of, of all of those seniors. So. Yeah. Yesterday. That's beautiful, Mr. Middleton. Thank you. And it's the truth, really right? Yeah. You're inspired by the actions of others. And, and so that was, that was Wednesday's ride for me. Um, it wasn't completely out of the normal for me though. I don't, I don't want to like give that impression that like lessened what I did on, on Wednesday in any way, shape or form. But I, I was definitely, definitely thinking about all of the, all of the, the beautiful seniors that are now adults um that we sent off on wednesday so yeah and then uh we'll uh we'll see i just signed up for a a, a couple of hour virtual garage uh ride that i'm going to do at 115 um it's 6 a.m i think australian time so there's a nice hammerhead um just try to like punch your guts out kind of r virtual ride that i'm going to do at 115 here for a couple of hours yeah, we um, rode this morning we already went on a ride today. <laughs> I, I was just warming up this morning. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So John, let me ask you this. Let's flip the switch for a second. Okay. Um, Cause I'm curious about this next one. I'm understanding that beaches in this neighborhood are going to open today, right? right? Mm -hmm. Today, tomorrow, the, the laws will relax quite, quite a bit where, yeah. The biggest difference will be you can go to the beach and put your towels down and sit there and stay there and chill there, which means people are going to bring their igloo coolers and the whole nine. Mm -hmm. What say you to that? Uh, well, as you can, for the for the YouTube viewers of this podcast, you could see that I have a hoodie on today. Thankfully, it is like fifty degrees outside. It is yes. full yeah. May gray, June gloom, terrible day. Um, right, mm -hmm. August is right around the corner. Um, so I'm, I'm very happy about the, the weather right now. Um, as long as it stays miserable and cold, um, people can bring their coolers and their blankets and everything else because um, they're, not, they're not skinny dipping um, in today's weather at all. Um, and I don't know, I, I, I know we were, we were talking about it earlier, uh, as long as, like I, I'm excited that they're opening parking lots up again yeah. um, because that means people aren't going to be parking in front of my house and I don't have to be that Namby guy anymore and like just leave my car parked in the middle of Pierpont Boulevard to try to like block traffic so the, the crew from the valley doesn't, doesn't get in here. And I'm talking about <laughs> the Conejo Valley, not the valley. Mm. Um, so from that, I'm... Yeah, people are. I'm sorry. It, it, can't we take a break, people? Right. Please, let's take a break. This isn't going to last forever. Read a book. Go for a bike ride. Yeah. We don't need to hang out on the beach with our coolers and our blankets. It's too soon. Bye. 
I'm glad we share the same sentiments, um, you know, a message to our viewers, almost thematic throughout this episode so far has been like, you know, try to find your truth, try to see past what's going on in the world around us to make your own definition, um, try to yeah. redefine a fundamental value that I think is, is just too quickly forgotten and because we're trying to maintain and preserve this conservative perspective for whatever reason. Um, but all that being said, the point is, um, you know, the message I think is very clear and logical one that we have been cautious before we give out at, you know, the, since all of this started double checking our resources, double checking where we're getting our information from, and then logically moving forward with the decision. And right now, you know, I can tell you, I don't think I would be going to the beach and laying down and putting a towel there. If I see that the beach is busy and there's all these people there, cause it's just a, it's, yeah. you know, a disaster waiting to happen. Um, so I yeah, applaud yeah. your advice. I totally agree. Proceed with Thank caution. You. And like, I, you know, I'm, I, I obviously moved to the beach from, from, from Camarillo, which is which not that far from the beach. Um, and it was, it was always my dream as a kid to live on the beach. Um, and I would never deny the opportunity to visit the beach to anyone. Um, I'm not a, I, I know I joked about it a minute ago. I'm not a not in my neighborhood kind of person. I love, I love cities. I love um, other people. I'm a historian. I, I just, I nerd out on the human experience. Um, and I, the, the last couple of weeks I've been riding um, up a, a climb in Santa Paula quite frequently. Uh, that is, there's a parking lot there at, um, that's the trailhead to the punch bowls and it's been absolutely chaotic. I'm glad people are out in nature. Um, I'm glad that people are buying bikes like no one has ever bought a bike before. Um, and, and I, I, again, I would never want to, that's what people should be doing. We yeah. shouldn't be parking ourselves at, at the movie theater. We should not be, um, just stacked in uh, a mile deep at Disneyland so we can have this artificial experience. Nature is where we should go to rest. That's where I go to rest because we're a part of nature. We're a part of this planet. Um, so I certainly don't want to sound like you, you need to stay away, mm. stay in your homes right? because I don't want to see you. No, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. What yeah. I'm saying is, we as a human have a have, as humans have a responsibility to take care of each other. We're members of the same society. Um, we, Ten weeks, eleven weeks, a year is a short. It's it's like a minute moment. And, and in, I think in the history yeah. of our planet, right? right? The human experience is not a thousand years old. The human experience is like. 200,000 years old in a planet that's 4.5 billion years old. Yeah, so right. for, I, we've got to make sure that we wait. And, and, I, and I think the point, you, yeah. And I think the point you're making here is that, the, that we need to be smart about when we even do go out. Right. Cause yeah. some people are able to go back to work and go to grocery stores. That should be kind of the most of it, right? That in and of itself is a risk and that should be enough of an adrenaline an adrenaline rush, right? When I go get gas in my car, that's an adrenaline rush. I'm like, oh, I'm outside in public, right? We don't need the things that aren't necessary, like going to the beach, which we can definitely put off to the side, especially since I think most people didn't even go to the beach till this quarantine happened. And then they're like, oh, you can't go to the beach? Now I want to go to the beach. So right. I actually, I absolutely agree. Unless it's necessary, stay home still, even if things open up. You know, yeah. put money back in the economy, help small businesses, but you don't need to go to the beach, right? So yeah, set up set up a lounge chair on in your backyard or your balcony or in a yeah. in, in your driveway, whatever you have, and, right. and find that definition of success. Um, I don't one. I know you both of you have seen it, but one of the most beautiful moments of of Italy's quarantine was the Italian people out on their balcony singing to each Every other evening yep right yeah where's the american version of that i hope it's not going with guns to our uh to our embassies and to our to our councils <laughs> standing rioting yeah. you know Unfortunately, <laughs> we've seen a lot of that is. right yeah that's it what is it, seems it, like. it is and it's and it didn't take covid to point that out to us as an american that we have an interesting perspective 
on on what is and what isn't the definition of freedom and the definition of 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 how we should behave yeah. um we can learn a lot from from the actions of other people um right. we can learn a lot from the italians we can learn a lot from the japanese we can learn a lot from the canadians we can learn a lot from other people um and how they handle it not that they did it right and that we're doing it wrong um but my god if 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 you can't like think nicely about your neighbor it, it, after after 10 weeks then you're never going to be able to think nicely about your yeah. neighbor yeah um, and that includes taking care of your neighbor not being an idiot and going out not being um the idiot who has to post a, a YouTube video complaining about how Trader Joe's made you put on a mask. Right. Right. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, right. You're not sick, but your grandma might. Right. Your great aunt might. Exactly. Thank you, Mr. Middleton. Yeah. John, as always, thank you. It. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm going to go uh, kill, uh, hammer it out in the garage <laughs> for an hour, two hours. Good Check luck. in okay. and, and there'll be like <laughs> okay. a pool of sweat. All it's just dripping out. There's the flood is going put to put it on Instagram. Put it on Instagram. Take a photo of that. So I think that would be cool. A uh, post, right. John. I'll enjoy. Post the, you uh, deserve it. I'll send you the 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 post. Uh, mess. Okay, all right. <laughs> enjoy. Next dude. week, gents. Take care, John. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, for this episode of what are, what are you, you doing? doing? Hey now. Doing. What are you doing? We have our guest for today, my man Ryan. Oh my gosh, I am so excited for him to be on the show. He has been waiting so patiently from, yes. from DMing the Claws and Raws Instagram. But before we begin, I want to say Ryan did everything right, right? If you want to come on the Claws and Raws, DM the Instagram. He even waited like maybe a month, I think, because of how slow things were going. That's not how it will happen for you guys, but Ryan did it right. Ryan came reached out, said, hey, I want to be on, and he did it. So thanks for coming on. Thanks for staying with us, Ryan. What's uh, up? We, we got you on. <laughs> yeah. How are you guys doing so um, far with this uh, quarantine? Oh, we're doing Ryan. good. Yeah, we're doing good. We're hanging I'm in there, I'm at the beach. Man. Mr. Clausy's at the head of CNN right now. So Nice. I love the gaming chair you got, Ryan. And uh, Ryan, without further ado, man, I'm going to start hitting you with some questions. The first one is uh, from a little trolling on your Instagram and hearing here and there from big birds and small birds. Is it true that you taught yourself how to play the guitar and that you're pretty ambidextrous? Um, yeah, that is totally true. Um, my uncle is the person, my two uncles were the ones who got me into guitar. So that's how it all started. But I don't really hang out with them a lot, a lot. So it was normally just between them and youtube so i'm always on youtube 24 7 so i just um i got the chords down really easily i'm a fast learner so it's just really fun and i am i'm like i am i'm redextrous right okay I, I always have a hard time saying that word but Me it too. just depends <laughs> it just depends what um what what i'm doing like guitar i can't really do left-handed kind of weird right yeah but like um i could i'm working on catching left-handed right now for a difference just different stuff. Holy cow. Ryan, that is amazing. First of all, it's so awesome to see you. Right. You. Um, I talked with Ryan like daily, right? You, you were always in the halls, which isn't a bad thing because you weren't <laughs> like hanging, cutting, skipping, things like that, like causing a ruckus. You were just chilling. You were a passerby, always extremely polite. Um, I, I can definitely attest Nikon, his guitar playing skills are phenomenal. He's got a great voice to go along with it. I wish he could play something for us right now. Um, as usually, I would always walk up to him and his friends and be like, yo, man, play me something. And, and they would. Um, Ryan, let me ask you a different question. How would you rate on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 obviously being um, the highest, your school year experience post this COVID-19 closing of our campus? Um, post, co post the COVID-19 and everything, um, I'd probably say um, like a 9.5, like really, out of 10. Mostly because uh, 
fourth period, how it got a little crazy at first with our teacher resigning mid mid uh, mid class mid class year. So it was kind of it was kind of awkward switching from gases and like um, all this other stuff to having Mr. Middleton or having substitutes come in teaching how to just like the basics again, like oh, is food science is water air, you know. So it's kind of mm. it's kind of that's the only part that kind of threw me off. But from there on out, it was it's really good. Awesome. I really liked it a lot. That is one of the best answers I could have imagined you were going to give. I, I wasn't anticipating that. So that was really, that's really awesome. Thank you for that. Um, I also want to ask you a question and give you kind of this opportunity since we have a, like thousands of listeners, which is not, is not the case, but um, millions, millions, millions of listeners. Sorry. Are you still giving baseball lessons and do you want to pitch that business online right now somehow? Yeah. Um, I'm doing baseball lessons for kids, um, whatever age, adults, whatever age, baseball to softball. Um, I teach them the basics, the kind of a little bit of like the, the math wise on, on how the baseball works, how the bat works, um, the fundamentals. And it's, it's really fun to do. Um, also just getting the kids out there, getting adults out there playing ball instead of sitting at home watching a baseball game. So they get the experience and um, yeah, I'm hopefully wanting to uh, expand that business more to end up starting a, a league, hopefully a, um, like a big, just a big thing for kids all around the world who don't know how to play baseball, don't have the necessities or don't, are like we're benched, like we're like cut from their high school team and bring them all together, get them going and uh, hopefully get something going out of it. So then one day um, their dreams come true and nothing stops them nice and, and how can we help you with this could we uh, i'll put your instagram below and maybe people listeners if they're interested they can just uh direct message you and maybe you can make a skype or zoom call or, or something maybe who knows but um yeah i that mean sounds awesome man. that that's that's easy to do yeah i'm probably uh since all this quarantine's happening right now um i'll probably be starting off with a zoom call like this right now just right. giving them the fundamentals like oh what to do what you should do, what you should not mm-hmm. do, and then slowly progress from there. Yeah. If you need any help too, I can help you, uh, you know, put some videos of yourself on YouTube. I don't know. We could figure something out, but that, that is really cool that you do that. Um, other than that, what are you up to this summer? This summer? Um, not really a lot, actually. I've been making a lot of music. Um, my uh, album's hopefully going to be coming out, Girl in the Dark, soon. And um, from there on out, just really nothing mostly just a lot of baseball because we got a new baseball net, new baseball tee, and a beautiful park that's right across the street. So, Do you have that, a SoundCloud? Or is there anywhere that people can listen to some of the music you put out? Or are you going to put it out all in one chunk? Um, right now, well, I have everything going out on my Instagram. I have okay, all my covers okay. and Good. the originals. I have some originals out, but some of the originals I'm keeping for the actual album. Got it. So the album is probably coming out on SoundCloud. I'm not on SoundCloud, sorry, of Spotify. Spotify. Pretty okay. soon. So um, my Instagram will just keep everybody updated sooner or later. Good. So we'll have your Instagram below. So that'll be the first link we'll have under this bio on if you're watching the YouTube version of this. So check him out. If not, what's your Instagram name? If you wanted to say that real quick. Uh, so people can... It's it's yeah, Y-E underscore boy, B-O-Y underscore Rye, R-Y. Awesome. Thank you. Ryan, let me ask you then while you're on that topic, do you see baseball coming back anytime soon? Uh, that's, that's a really hard thing, mostly from everything that we're hearing from, like, the chemists and everything saying, oh, the Republican vaccine next year, this year. So, right now, I'm going to say no. It's happened before. It's nothing big. But, um, yeah, it's nothing big. But, yeah, I don't see it coming soon. I, I see it coming next year, but not this year, unfortunately. And Ryan, which sport do you think can come back first? Like maybe golf? Um, well, right now, if I've seen through YouTube, I think it was UFC that came back or boxing. But that I'm not really true. sure. So it's between that and um, Korean baseball just started up not too long ago as well. That is true as well. I, I did see that. that. American-wise, I'm going to have to say, yeah, probably golf because that's probably the less contact people make. 
they'll just have no crowd and it'll be them hitting the ball. So I'm pretty sure golf will probably be first. Okay. Ryan, let me ask you this. Um, would you want to go to school with only your class in the fall? So you're going to be a junior next year, right? You're going into 11th grade. Yeah. Would you mind if you just went with, like, if you got to school, there was just the other 11th graders in the building? Yeah, I'll be real. That'd be way easier. So we wouldn't have to deal with fre- new freshmen, like, like running around and stuff, like trying to figure everything out. And then we're late to our classes because we're helping them out probably. And then uh, probably the sophomores because the sophomores, some some like uh, juniors and some sophomores are like best friends and stuff. And if you really think about it, sometimes they're probably like kind of like throwing them off from what they're doing schoolwork wise. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that whatsoever because I'd be really, it'd be easier because it's kind of more of a less people sort of thing. So it's kind of less distraction. I got to tell you, I never thought about it from that perspective at all. And so I'm so happy to, to ask and and get that response would would you want to try to go to school only a day or two a week next year would you be hip to that like let's say 11th graders came to school on monday wednesday in the mornings from 8 to 12 or something like that or tuesday thursday from 8 to 12 i don't know so you only came for two days that sounds that sounds good i mean as long as long as whatever education we get is is amazing so Ryan, uh, thanks for staying with us. Uh, which pathway are you going to go with? You know, now that you're a junior and you're going to be choosing, do you have any ideas? Well, right now I'm kind of stuck between architecture and construction. So, like Mr. Hadler, he's taught us a lot about construction, and my mom's kind of based off of like water and like construction and sort of stuff like that. Mm. So, and then architecture. I mean, I've always wanted to be like an interior designer, growing up, kind of in a way, just like doing blueprints and stuff like that so it's a little bit of a hassle but i'm probably gonna go architecture next year nice no i i i I think that's an awesome route um and what would you like to say this is the last question here so we'll let you go what would you like to say to your teachers listening so you have a lot of base staff listening so what would you like to say to them um one stay safe from all this stuff right now because we need you guys for sure next year um we miss you a lot mostly some some teachers that we we love a lot of course all we love all our teachers and as well um get ready because it's going to be a big hopefully a big change probably not a big change but it'll be a big change uh next year because of uh everything that goes on ryan um Thank you so much for being so patient and flexible with us as our schedules change like daily all the time. Um, Thank you for being on the show. I, you know, I miss you, dude. I I miss hearing you play with the boys. I miss you guys. You know, you're, you're, you're so talented and you have such a, a, a fun side to you that you bring to ACE every single day. Um, I miss you running around with ideas with Marco, you know, yeah, we're um, still doing that too. <laughs> I'm sure talking about new projects you guys have going on. You're such a bright kid, um, and and I'm so happy you're at Ace, and I hope to see you soon. Thank you for connecting with us, um, and we'd love to have you back as a guest anytime. For sure, if you want, I could play a quick song to like. Probably. Oh heck yeah! Go for it, yeah. please All do. Right. Give me one Thank second. You. So you this know, is I what he actually, used to do, man. This is what he would do. I'm I telling you. I think I've seen him on some of the Ace News episodes, but I think we should we should get we should get him. We should take one of his songs and use that for our intro. So I'm thinking. Alrighty, um, this is gonna be a a little cover, sort okay. of. Let me grab my. Uh, I'm so excited, by the way. Honey Capo. <laughs> All right. Um, if you guys know Wagon Wheel by Darius Tucker. All right. Yeah. Pretty sure you guys will know it. It's a. I would know it. I don't know if Nikon would know it. It's yeah. a contemporary song. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know it. I totally know it. <laughs> and down south to the land of the time, no coming my way around the North Carolina. Stand down the road, 
Pretty God, I see headlights. I made it down the coast in 17 hours, picking me a bouquet of dogwoods and flowers, hoping to Riley I could see my baby tonight. So rock me, mama, like a wagon wheel. Rock me, mama, in the way you feel. Hey, mama, rock me. Rock me, mama, like a wind down the rain. Rock me, mama, like a southbound train. Hey, mama, rock me. Dude, you're the best. You're so awesome, Ryan. I turned up my volume for that, man. That I awesome. rarely do that, but that was wow. That's uh, what he used to do all the time. The kid's just like walking around. It's like, hey, Mr. Cole, you want to hear this song? Yeah, sure. You, you know what I like about it, too, is that Ryan's not like one of those other musicians or quote-unquote musicians who's like, I can't just play you something. I need to really get in my zone. Now it's not the right time. Like, I have like – Oh, he's always in. You know, yeah. The fact always he just in. did that, dude, that was awesome. I, I've Ryan. never heard that song, but that was freaking amazing. Thank you so much, dude. Um, um, it's so nice to see your face and hear your voice again. Thank you. you too, and his Instagram will be below. So check out his Instagram and check out his other music and all the other stuff he's up to because he's got awesome stuff from teaching baseball to putting out amazing songs and covers. So thanks, man. For sure. Thanks for having me. All right, Ryan. Take care, dude. You too. Later. Later. I'm telling you, that was all the time. That was all the time with him, man. He that was that was so fun. Um, all right, all so, right. Let's get into it. Let's get into this. All right, we got a new segment. We got a new segment, and it was <laughs> it, it was born this past week. So bear with us here. But depending on who you talk to, it's called "Who's More of a Millennial." So depending on who you talk to, the years of generation titles have varied and recently have been changed for whatever reason as I researched it. And although it makes a worthy attempt to do so, the justification still makes no sense. Um, As you can't put a year on such a wide category of ages, if you will, it doesn't just flip unless you were born before COVID or maybe after. So this means since Clausey was born in the year 1978, and some resources will tell you that I would be Generation X, as the cutoff is 1981. However, some resources also show that I'd be Generation Y, which is also known as Millennials. Now that age range goes up to 1998, and depending on what your source is, it can also stretch to 1996 or even to 1999. What year was Nikon Razi born in? 1998. Boom. We are sort of, by a stretch of the imagination, both millennials. So, now that we've cleared that up, the question is, and this segment is dedicated to determining just this answer, who is more of a millennial? Okay, okay, all right. Out the gate, I am gonna say me, dude. I'm younger. I'm like half. I'm like a third. I'm like, I'm like ten times less than your age, man. By default, I'm more millennial. Okay, what iPhone do you have? I have an eleven. All right, I have an X. You mean ten? Yes. So again, that's way more millennial because I said ten, right? I'll give you that. You win there. Um, but let's get into TikTok then. You you no. said you've never seen it. That's for kids. My little sister has TikTok. And in fact, she has like 10,000 followers too. She's capitalizing off of it. Listen, perhaps it's also got a lot of learning going on there as well. And so here mm. are some of the things that I've learned from TikTok. Okay. All right, let's see this. I'd like to hear this. What kind Number of stuff one. did you learn? Dance moves? No. What? Well, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Number one. All right, all right. My garbage disposal is super clean. Every morning it smells like lemons in the kitchen. It's awesome. That's great, but I'm more millennial because I don't know how to use a map, and without my phone, I would be lost. Oof. Okay. 
I can dance a lot better now because of slow motion teaching. You name it, I can probably do the dance. Cool that you can dance, but I'm more millennial because I listen to Maroon 5 and I cry about the girls that rejected me. Okay. The third thing I learned on TikTok is my mirror in the bathroom has never looked so clean. I keep wiping it to see if it's going to, you know, like show me dressed up and stuff like that without knowing what happened, but it just hasn't worked. So I just keep cleaning. It just I don't know who looks at mirrors anymore. I mean, like I keep my, my selfie camera clean because I take selfies. I don't use a mirror. So I'm more millennial because of that. The fourth thing I learned is that if I ask my kids a bunch of math questions, I can ask them what vegetable they're thinking shortly thereafter. <laughs> and they will always say carrot. I have tried this many times and they always say carrot. <laughs> okay. But I'm more millennial because I've learned time and time again, that when I ask out certain people, the answer will always be no, but I'll keep asking. them. <laughs> and that's why I listen to Maroon 5. You could be any generation there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my clothes clean better in the bathtub. Okay, but I'm more millennial because I'm self-deprecating and I'm pretty much like what Pete Davidson is. Minus all the tattoos and weirdness, but yikes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Number six, celebrities <laughs> also have nothing to do while quarantining. I've learned that. Okay. That's a cool thing to learn, but uh, I know how to use Final Cut Pro still, and you don't even know what that is. I so I'm more millennial. You're right. Some people out there, number seven, some people out there are really, really rich and have amazingly awesome additions that only super rich people have inside of their homes. Okay, that is pretty millennial that you learned about that and you're looking at the super rich because that's a big millennial thing is to always look at the rich lifestyle and know everything about the Kardashians and whatever else is rich. So I'm in. you I'm got in. me there. I'm a millennial. Um, I can fix or build almost anything right now. I've learned that on TikTok. Well, you've learned that, but I'd say it's more of a millennial thing not to know how to do anything. And used as an excuse. I got it. Yes. Like how I don't know how to do garage band or what that is, but you do. Okay. Um, number nine, I never knew how many things about my iPhone that I never knew of. Um, I definitely have like a black belt in iPhone use now. But you still have the 10 though. I do still have the 10. Um, and the 10th thing I have learned as I am a millennial on TikTok is people will do almost anything to get noticed. And you know what? I think we both got that one because we're doing CRU to get noticed. So we are millennials then Boom. in that case. Right? <laughs> um, I was thinking about TikToking on mm -hmm. graduation, um, right. but I was hesitant. Right. And that, that's because you're truly not a millennial. Ouch. Coming from someone who doesn't even have the app. No. No. But what do I need the app for? I can just TikTok in my head. TikTok, talk it's, dick. Dude, it's the second most <laughs> downloaded app of the year. I don't know. You can know what's going on in the world around you, maybe. Uh, listen, Millennial, name me more than two Drake songs. You know what, actually? You know that one song by Drake? I don't even know what the name of it is. It's left foot, right, left foot, wide. I don't even know what that is. So you got me there. You got the whole Drake songs in you. Congratulations. But... I know how to use Instagram Live. I Instagram Live the graduation, so you got to give me that. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. We both can check Twitch off our millennial bucket list as well. And uh, we did both broadcast ourselves while playing a video game. Uh, good times. Uh, I really do like this, uh, this piece. It, uh, it's still weird trying to uh, kind of clash with your old principal. Cause I still feel like calling you sir and not disagreeing with you there, but it's fun. I like this. Uh, who's the more millennial, even yeah, though you're one. twice my age, even though you're twice my age, I would say I got that one though. Um, let's get in. Let, let's, uh, as, as Mr. Closet would famously say, let's flip the switch. Let's go back to an old segment though, called you need to reflect. It's going to be a little bit more lighthearted. We've hit our, our, some of our bigger points earlier on. Um, so, Let's talk about what COVID's done, right? I've been thinking a lot about this. I mean, I myself, unfortunately, didn't really know, and I know a lot of other people didn't really know 
who the mayor was, who the city who the city council member was, who was in the local government until COVID nineteen, until each government, each local county, each had its own special rules, and people were like, "Hey, how come uh, in Ventura they can go to the beach, but then over in Malibu, you know, some spots are still closed." Until COVID, we finally understood, hey, who's in charge of what? Who do we even vote for? Some people didn't even know our governor was Gavin Newsom. No, that's not me. Other people. You know, it's funny. I, I Now that I know who they are, I know where to direct my, my angst and disgust towards based on their responses. So you're right. You know, and another thing that's funny is that people are really realizing more and more now some of their flaws, at least I hope so, about how they just have attitudes, especially with politics, but not actual thoughts with politics, right? They have an attitude that they know that their their dad or their friend is, you know, leaning this way, Republican or Democrat, but they don't really know why. And then they use that as a justification. They replicate that attitude in, in a conversation. They'll be like, yeah, I'm Republican because, dude, Benghazi, Hillary, what? Bernie, socialism, what? You know, attitudes, not opinions. And, uh, I think more and more people are getting involved in politics, even more than what happened in 2016, where we're like, what, this is our president? You know, because the thing is, if you don't get into politics, they'll get into you, right? So I think we're hitting it. I agree with you. I mean, I, I've really tried to take a step back and gain like an omniscient perspective of politics, because I do feel like I have surrounded myself in this MSNBC, CNN world, and that's not healthy. Um, and so I am constantly trying to exhaust other avenues as I do understand unless you get both sides you're never able to truly comprehend for yourself and, and make your own um, decisions mm-hmm. um, and I am trying to, to get a, away from the politics therefore but it it will get into you but that's it that's yeah. I've never really thought about that it's odd yeah but I will say this if I ever have a headache I'm not turning on CNN I'll go straight to Fox News and make myself feel lolly dolly that everything's amazing and it's all about whatever. Uh, you know, everyone talks about cleaning their house, their basement, their garage, their attic, you know, through quarantine. But what about their tech cleaning? When was the last time you organized your iPhone's home screen? You know, until quarantine. You know, I've had thoughts of doing it. I still haven't done it, but I've had thoughts, which wouldn't have happened until quarantine about that tech cleaning. I got to tell and, you, man. Yeah. Yeah, go go ahead, go ahead, because I, I I have a thought about that. I'm, I'm we we also we also say. we also have another thing that's happening since quarantine happened is a lot of people have become quote unquote photographers, uh, plant insect photographers. They take up close photos. They call themselves a micro photographer. They go in their backyard, they take a photo of a ladybug, and they think it's art and it's amazing. And I'm not talking about Mr. Middleton because he did this before quarantine, and he does do a good job with his photos. But there's been a little bloom of photographer people. We're just taking photos of grass and saying, look at my backyard a lot more with this quarantine, thinking it's amazing. I mean, the beauty of art lies in the viewer, right? Um, The artist puts it out there for interpretations to be vast and not just one. Um, And therefore, you know, you, you have to, you have to lay off the artists, but um I don't think it's very millennial of you to be taking pictures of plants as I know you're talking about yourself in that one there. Um, no, but we'll let that go. We'll let me. that go. We'll okay. let that go. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, I don't yeah. even, okay. Um, what was the last I, time you were on Instagram though? Let's be real there. Do you even have I haven't, Instagram? I haven't been on in, Instagram in a while. Yes. I have multiple Instagram accounts. but not accounts. Instagram though? You do I, you have three. I don't even know which one to tag you in when I put these. I up. have to do research for shows, for this show. That's for true. The, That's you know, true. constantly that on everything I possibly can. Thank you for that. Uh, let's let's get into some of the good things though with COVID, right? So let's reflect on some of the good. You know, you remember that guy that you would never want to hate because oh, sorry. <laughs> you never wanted to hug because he would shower once every three weeks and you'd only use natural oils. Well, with COVID, you no longer have to hug him, you don't have to deal with him. You don't even have to elbow him. You can either stand with the face mask on the street and walk on the other side, and he'll understand. How about the other fact that, uh, you know, I used to go to Costco, touch that gas station handle, right, the pump. And then right after that, it's all outside at Costco. I go to the uh, food court. I get a hot dog. Without washing my hands, did I just touch that gas pump? Who knows how many other people touch? With COVID, 
now, now I've thought about it. I was like, should I be concerned about this, right? Maybe this isn't a great idea, right? Anybody's touching that pump, then I'm eating a hot dog and vice versa. So with COVID, I feel like we kind of took a reality check of, hey, we're really not sanitary, right? Like, we got a lot of long ways to go. And I'm still curious why we don't have a disinfectant wipe right by those gas pumps because it seems like a big spot right there. You know, it's, it's funny because um, I hate to keep going back to this. However, I don't know very many millennials that eat hot dogs. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stay on that. I'm gonna stay what? with I'm gonna stay with that. I don't I don't think eating a hot dog is a millennial esque activity. I think we know better. It's so millennial. I want you to know I'm saying we. I think we as millennials know better. Um but well, that being said, okay. I definitely right. agree that you um that that we don't have to be around the smelly people. Yeah. Um, as much. That's amazing. I, I, I was never a big fan of touching things that I know were, were over touched. Um, I do understand that Costco's doing a really good job with regards to socially distancing people because there's usually a large clientele or, or large volume of clientele that go in and out of there all day. Yeah. And they're one of the few companies that is really trying to, to fight the good fight. So I don't want to knock um, Costco, right, but I definitely, I definitely want to I, I definitely want to say and, and agree with you 100%. Like, where are those people that are supposed to be creating the things out there that make not, yeah. not getting germs off the pumps, like pumpless gas? New Jersey, they had the people pump gas for you. Like, always, that was a law. You could, you're not allowed to get out of your car. Somebody pumped the gas yeah. for you. It was, like, such a weird thing. So I've never really yeah. experienced that here in California. But, yeah, it's funny because all we hear about on the news is, like, what's wrong and how crazy it can spread. What about some solutions, you know? Right. We don't know when the vaccine is going to be out. So why don't we take the steps that we can right now, right? right. Um, another thing we got to reflect on is, you know, these whole unemployment checks. Now, there's a couple of school of thought. Some people are saying that, you know, some workers at restaurants don't want to come back because they're getting paid more through their unemployment checks than they would be if they were working. Some people are kind of trying to make an argument there, but I think the bigger argument is that a lot of people still aren't getting their unemployment checks. I, I personally haven't got it for my three years of working at, at Lure Fish House in Cambrio, not to call anything out. Uh, and then I even got friends who, who only got one paycheck and they haven't heard back. So I don't know what's going on. I even heard rumors uh, that, uh, and it's a little bit of bro science that California may have run out of money or didn't have enough, but you know, we got a lot of people on unemployment and, what happened to their, are they going to be taken care of? Are they going to get the, the money that they deserve for those months, right? You got to reflect on that. We also got to reflect on the fact that even though they did some work with rent, all they did was they said, okay, you don't have to pay for you know this month's rent, but you're going to have to pay for that combined with another one, like at set date. How are we helping people right now? You, you know, got to reflect I, on this. I, I want to say to you, dude, I, I want to know on that very same topic, where is all of the pot money going can i just mm. can i just say that proposition 64 the tax dollars yeah. that have been, been been generated from from legalized marijuana distribution in the the state of california for the last year where is all that money i feel like everywhere i go there's dispensaries everywhere i know for certain as all the articles i'm reading that um pot stores are open dispensaries are open and people are still able to to go and purchase. I know that sometimes people are paying 18% in taxes. So where does that 18% go? I, I do not accept a notion that California is broke when we have legalized yeah. marijuana for recreational purposes and everywhere across this state, regardless if counties have embraced it or not, Purchases have been made every day, all day long in all these dispensaries. You never see a dispensary fold. You never see them close. They just continuously pop up in the regulated areas that they are supposed to. Where does those tax dollars go? And to be specific, California had about $635 million in cannabis taxes. And we're not the only, you're not the only ones thinking about this. They're wondering where is that going, right? So we do need to reflect on this. How are we taking care of our, of our, of our people? How are we going to stop, you know, the great recession? And I think on that note, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in and listening to the Claws and Raws Unplugged show. I'm Joe Klossy, and this is my co-host. Nikon Razi signing off. See you guys next week. We're out. <laughs>